New Orleans Saints rookie quarterback Jake Hayner off to a hot start in training camp, but there's a really specific and important reason why that matters. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, to all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a daily episode. And Get even more by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash LockedOnSaints, including one-on-one conversations with me, film studies, Q&As, in-depth practice notes, and much more. And you get to be a part of a community that I would love for you to join. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media. You can find me as the senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, Sports Illustrated's fan nation site covering the New Orleans Saints every Tuesday on the Locked on NFL podcast and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, it's our morning show for our two-a-days looking ahead to practice or padded practice day two today. We're also going to take a look at our rookie watch, including why Kendra Miller has been so impressive and two rookies that need to show a little bit more. We're also going to take a look at whether or not the New Orleans Saints Instead of bringing in another wide receiver like we thought they might do, could look to ship out a wide receiver if the asking price is right. But first, I want to take a look at rookie quarterback Jake Hayner, jumpstarting our rookie watch a little bit. He has had an excellent camp so far, by far better than any rookie quarterback we've seen with the New Orleans Saints. But why is it important if he's never going to see the field in 2023? There's a very, very specific reason. Let's break it down. So as I look at Jake Hayner here, who has had an outstanding hot start to his NFL career during training camp, we haven't seen him in full game action. We'll get a whole bunch of looks at him over the course of the preseason. I guarantee you that. And all of us are very excited to see him during that time. But just in practice, just during training camp, why is it so important that Jake Hayner is having a fast start? Well, a big part of it was one of the things that I mentioned Way right after he was drafted, right after he was drafted, way up back to going all the way in the way back machine, way back machine to what April the draft. Um, and one of the things that I highlighted was that if Jake Hayner comes in and gets off to a really good start and you know catches up to the NFL speed and plays well, is that it gives the third team, second team guys the opportunity to work with a quarterback that can make the throws of an NFL quarterback so that they're not sitting here fighting for a job with a guy that can't get them the ball, right? Ian Book, bless him, he was a good dude and has a lot of natural talent, but he was one of those guys that just kind of felt pressure, got those happy feet, bailed out a lot, looked to run a lot, trusted his natural ability, which is good, but leaned in a little bit too much. And so those passing attempts didn't really get there for him. And so when you have a guy like Jake Hayner that is, that is making these throws, that's sitting back in the pocket, that's accepting the pressure, that's delivering uh, throws on time, accurately, 
good ball placement, throwing to spots, getting guys open with the ball placement, all of those things. And of course, hitting Rashid Shaheed down the field, which I'll highlight why that's even more important here in just a sec. That ends up having a major, major impact to the development of some of these younger guys. If he, Jake Hayner, can make the same or similar throws to Jameis Winston and make the same or similar throws to Derek Carr, it gives them a legitimate shot at gaining more experience and further developing than if they were sitting back there with a rookie quarterback that couldn't get the ball to them. And that's not the case with Jake Hayner. Jake Hayner is doing a great job being decisive, making up his mind, delivering passes on time, getting the ball out quickly, all these other things. The other reason why it has a lot of, um, I'll say advantage or benefit to some of these players is that the Saints aren't just playing third string guys with a third team. And this is something that I really, really want to make sure that I'm highlighting accurately. The Saints are rotating third team guys into first team reps with Derek Carr during practice. They're rotating first and third team guys into second team reps with Jameis Winston, and they're rotating first and second team guys into third team reps with Jake Hayner. That's why a guy like Rashid Shahid was out there for him and Jake Hayner to be able to connect downfield for a deep touchdown during the first padded practice on Monday. Not because Jake Hayner was taking snaps with the first team, but because first teamers were mixed in with the third teamers taking snaps with Jake Hayner. So that's another piece why that's another reason why that's important is that Rashid Shaheed isn't just getting four reps because he's only out there four out of, let's say, 12 or, or 15 reps because he's only out there with Derek Carr. No, he's getting reps with Derek Carr. Then he's getting more reps with Jameis Woodson. Then he's getting more reps with Jake Hanner. And all of these guys are able to make the throws all over the field. And so because of that, you get a guy like Rashid Shaheed who instead of getting, you know, the four snaps with uh, Derek Carr, and then having to sit for four snaps of Jameis Winston, four snaps of Jake Hayner. Then they roll in some special teams drills. Will Lutz kicks a few field goals. Then you work on some punt drills, and then you come back, and then all of a sudden, Rashid Shaheed's back out there for four plays after sitting that entire time. Instead of all that, he's taken three snaps out of four with Derek Carr, two snaps out of four with Jameis Winston, and then one snap out of four with Jake Hayner, for instance. And so he ends up taking five total snaps all throughout, instead of four snaps at the very beginning and then having to sit and wait for, what would that be? They go, they rotate in 12 minutes. So you're looking at probably, what, eight minutes plus, so 20 minutes before he comes out and takes another first team rep. You don't have to worry about that with the way that the Saints are getting all this done. And you see the same thing on the offensive line. You see the same thing at the, the running back position. You see the same thing at the tight end position. Everyone's working with everyone. First team, second team, third team really just kind of is now becoming about the quarterback and the sequence more than it's coming about starters and depth there and reserves or however it is that you want to look at it. Like it's it's more than that. And I think that's a good thing because these guys are staying active. They're getting a lot more work in. they're working with other passers, but you've got passers that aren't screwing you up because you're you're not getting reps with the one guy that can make the throws. You got three guys that can make the throws and that's good. So take that and then now let's jump into the future here over the course of practice, week in and week out throughout the regular season. Yeah, we're talking about practice. You get, let's say, six reps with the first team, with which would be a little bit more established, right? First team, second team, third team. But you get, you know, six reps with Derek Carr and the first team. You get four reps with Jameis Winston and the and the second team. And then you get two or three reps with Jake Hayner and the third team. That's not me saying Jake Hayner doesn't deserve more reps, but that's usually how the 
the week breaks out in terms of what we see uh, every now and then or a little bit of what we might see when it comes to media. Um, with that, what you're seeing are the backups getting experience with an NFL quarterback and Jameis Winston. And now you're seeing some of those reserves getting reps during the regular season, maybe even some of those practice squad guys getting reps in the regular season with a guy that can make NFL throws. And that's proving right now that he can make those NFL throws. If he continues to develop that, if he continues to show that, then all of a sudden, every week, you're not just preparing your starters because they're working with Derek Carr. You're preparing the starters that are working with Derek Carr. You're preparing the backups that are working with Jameis Winston. And you're preparing the practice squad and reserve guys that are working with Jake Hayner. And that's huge because you might elevate some of those practice squad guys. You might Start, not start, but you know, you might rotate in some of those practice squad guys or, or, or third string guys, whatever. You might need to turn to them in specific situations that I won't put out there, but you know what I mean? So it's a good thing. And of course, with the way that the NFL is this year to where on the game day roster, you can carry your 46 plus your practice squad elevations, plus your, uh, your emergency third quarterback. It's great that Jake Kaner is getting all this experience just in case you ever need to turn to him in an emergency situation in a game. Might feel a little bit more comfortable with him than you imagine. Certainly next year, when you expect that Jameis Winston will probably get an opportunity elsewhere, having Jake Kaner be your immediate backup to Derek Carr, clearly the New Orleans Saints are going to be very, very comfortable with that situation if Kaner continues to perform the way that he's performing. Coming up next, could the New Orleans Saints potentially move a wide out to an old pal? With the Denver Broncos in trouble at the position. We got that as well as what we're looking forward to with our second day of padded practices coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you the best fantasy advice each and every week, all season long. So whether you're prepping for the draft or you're looking to scour the waiver wire, we're going to be providing you with the players that are a guaranteed fit for your roster. So with draft prep underway for this upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has chosen as this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week. So if you're looking for an elite running back option for your fantasy football garage after the top half dozen options at the position have been taken off the lot, you can find a sleek ride in Tony Pollard, the now unquestioned feature back in the Dallas Cowboys offense after his breakout 2022 season. Without Ezekiel Elliott, Pollard's speed and acceleration will allow him to dominate key touches and a strong rushing attack. Vinny Iyer of Locked on Fantasy Football and Michelle Majuk just joining the show as well will help you win your fantasy championship as eBay Motors knows the championship team is all about players being the perfect fit. Same goes for your Vehicle with eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride is running smoothly. Whether you need air filters, brakes, batteries, tail lights, alternators, struts, uh, shocks, whatever it is that you're looking for, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure that you get the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride just needs a little fixing up, because now you'll know that you can always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle needs is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check, get the right parts, the right fit, all at the right price at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Fit available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Could the New Orleans Saints potentially make a move at wide receiver, but not add one, but maybe ship one away to an old friend? Take a look at that as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Big thank you to all the everydayers out there making this your first listen of the day every day. I don't know if you've been paying attention to what's going on with Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. And no, I'm not talking about the Nathaniel Hackett trash talk, which by the way, Nathaniel Hackett absolutely deserved everything that Sean Payton put up in that piece. My personal opinion, that was a terrible coaching job in the NFL with the Denver Broncos last year. Talk your stuff, Sean, let them know. Um, but Saints have already made a deal with the Denver Broncos and Sean Payton sending Adam Troutman, the former New Orleans Saints tight end and 2020 draft pick over to Denver, which allowed them to be able to move up in that sixth round to grab Wake Forest wide receiver A.T. Perry, who we'll highlight here in just a moment as we get to our rookie watch. Could they potentially be looking to make a move again? Well, the Denver Broncos are in need. They're expected to move on from wide receiver KJ Hamler. Very uh, exciting, young uh, slot receiver prospect that could potentially be a good fit here in New Orleans. Saints still don't have a slot receiver. They've been moving guys around all the time, and that's going to be somebody that's on the market potentially. So and I'm talking about free agency market. So maybe, maybe a name to watch out for. But um, when it comes to then they also, the Denver Broncos, lost Tim Patrick, presumably for the year. The expectation, I believe, is an Achilles rupture, which just sucks because Tim Patrick like, was already working to come back from something. Now he's got this other injury. It's, it's just tough. And so they, they're going to need some help over at wide receiver. Yeah, they've got guys like Lil Jordan Humphrey, Marquez Calloway. They've, of course, got Cortland Sutton and others that are over there. But maybe the Saints could potentially be looking to offload a player to send over there to help Sean out a little bit in return for a day three draft pick or potentially a little player swap if the right uh, opportunity were to present itself, which would probably include a pick swap as well. Uh, but things could go that route. And a guy that has shown out during OTAs, looked pretty good during minicamp, and has had some moments here, particularly in one-on-ones, not so much during team drills, but had some moments here that Sean is already very familiar with is wide receiver Traquan. Smith. Now, Traquan Smith kind of has a big battle ahead of him. I think Brian Edwards so far, especially throughout training camp, is far and away the next guy behind the big three, at least in terms of who's on the roster right now. But A.T. Perry's developing and coming along. Kiki Cody's making some big plays. Lynn Bowden's making some big plays downfield as well. And others, don't get me wrong, but I mean, even Shaq Davis had a big old win during uh, one-on-ones earlier on and or on Monday, rather. And he's been doing some special teams work, all this other stuff. Those are things that get you a roster spot. So if the Saints feel comfortable at wide receiver, they could potentially move off of a guy that maybe doesn't have a future here in New Orleans, but could have a future with a guy that he's already familiar with and Sean Payton with the Denver Broncos. Now, I'm not suggesting that they do this tomorrow or the next day or before, even before the preseason, but this is one of those moves that we discussed a few weeks ago that could potentially happen at roster cuts. You don't necessarily have to cut a player. You could also trade them and get something back. Look back to the Saints trading Davril Lawrence years ago to the uh, to the Cleveland Browns for a late day three pick. Same thing with Malcolm Browns. The Jacksonville Jaguars got a pick out of that as well. So that is a route they could potentially go. So maybe something to keep an eye out on as these wide receivers continue to impress, develop, and potentially create a little bit of distance from some of the veteran guys that have already been in the building for a while. Just something to maybe consider. And I wouldn't even be mad at the New Orleans Saints for Maybe take a little look at KJ Hamler, depending upon when he's going to be uh, when he's going to be ready. He's ha- he's dealing with some heart stuff and everything like that, but the expectation is that he's going to miss weeks, not months. But the Denver Broncos are moving on from him with a non-football injury designation, so he'll become available 
And if the idea here is that he's going to be okay and that everybody's going to be able to move forward with him, then maybe he would be a good fit here in New Orleans. Speedy guy, good route runner, solid hands, uh, and of course, being a slot guy, which New Orleans Saints don't have a quintessential proven slot receiver on their roster. If they're interested, KJ Hamler could be that guy. But I'm really most interested in seeing if the New Orleans Saints end up pulling the trigger on sending somebody away to the Denver Broncos to give Sean a little bit of help with a guy that maybe he's familiar with. Or maybe it's not even that they send him away. It's just that Sean calls up and is like, hey, I'll give you whatever you want, (laughs) which might not be the case. Um, But just something to keep an eye out on. The other thing I wanted to look at here before we get to the rookies is what are we waiting to see uh, with the second day of padded practices? We saw a ticked up, very physical day today. On Monday, they had you know fans out there who kind of added to that as well. So now what are you wanting to see them continue to go through? What I will say is health. Health is a big piece of this. And I didn't really discuss it going into the first day of uh, padded practices. I know I know folks that listen to the show have some, some issues with juju and jinxing and all these other things. I don't I don't care about any of that. So I'll I'll say whatever I want on the show for the most part. I usually don't. I'll usually tamper it down though for you. Uh, but for me, I can I can I can fire off some stuff every now and then that some might think would be like, oh, that's an announcer jinx type of a thing. But I do think that that is a, a piece that you're wanting to see the Saints avoid here and 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 confront though, not avoid by not having padded practices. That would just be not good team management. But embrace the idea that it could happen and avoid it happening. And you know, you only have control over so much. We saw Andrews Pete with the quad strain. On Monday, that's not expected to be super serious. That's usually a day-to-day injury. We'll see what that looks like for him, though. Maybe it's a little bit more severe. Maybe it's a little bit less. We'll see what happens. But, um, but I do think that the Saints have done a good job so far with precaution and and all that. I got a little bit uh, uneasy around the Trey Turner injury. I'm still a little bit uneasy around the Andrews Pete injury. We'll see what happens there. So I'd like to see the Saints just avoid and be able to stay healthy as they move forward. But I won't rag on it for, for too long. But I do think that that is what you're looking for in day two, right? You want to see them practice hard. You want to see the the pads tick things up and tick up the intensity a bit, but them stay healthy, stay safe. It was one of the things that DA highlighted about the first day of uh, padded practices is that they didn't have any of those issues. So I do think that that's important. And clearly the team is paying attention to that uh, as well. Finally, the other thing that I think you're looking for too There's just more of these opportunities for these pass catchers and DBs to really get matched up as well as coverage. So this is what I'm really thinking about, right? Like normally when we talk about, it's an itchy nose day, y'all, sorry. Normally when we talk about padded practices, we focus on the trenches, which is what I did, what I did for yesterday's padded practices on Monday. But today I'm really thinking about the coverage. And the reason why I'm mentioning that is that you get the pads on, all of a sudden everything feels natural. Everything feels familiar. You're wearing what you're supposed to be wearing when you're playing football. It just feels a little bit more familiar. So that means that opportunities for guys like A.T. Perry, Kiki Cody, uh, Lucas Kroll, Jesse James, some of the kind of newcomers to this team, Lynn Bowden, these guys have an opportunity now to kind of play in something that feels a little bit more familiar to them. And their body feels right. Everything feels good. And they're fresh here in training camp, right? As fresh as you can be during training camp. And it gives you an opportunity to really see the wide receivers, the pass catchers, and the coverage guys, that includes the linebackers as well, really go at it during these opportunities. And Paulson Adebo was a good example of that from the defensive side on Monday, crashing down, taking that contact, 
not being worried about, you know, taking an elbow to, you know, the neck or, you know, whatever it might be that, you know, when you're just playing an underwear out there or, you know, shorts and shells or whatever, uh, you have to be worried about, you know, uh, but now when you're fully padded up and you feel like you have that protection and things feel a little bit more natural to you, you can crash and you can kind of do all these other things. I think Michael Thomas can benefit from this too, because I think there's still a little bit of a confidence thing that he's trying to trying to make sure that he's consistently getting over. There's been a couple of moments where you can see him clear the mentality line of the injury and recovery, but then there's been a couple other times where you see him kind of pull back a little bit, not pull back, but you might want to see a little bit more of the intensity that you're accustomed to seeing from from MT that maybe you're not necessarily seeing right away or that he's defaulting to. And so I think that's another place where you end up benefiting from that. Guys like Rashid Shahid and Chris Olave who bulked up over the course of the offseason are they maintaining their speed when the pads come on? So I think that these are the other things that you're really looking at when it comes to seeing these players um, evolve and take the next step during these padded practices. So that's what we'll be looking for in day two. Coming up next, let's take a look at the rookie watch, including why Kendra Miller has been so gosh darn impressive so far. We got all that and a little more coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it. Who that Nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our rookie watch. This is the way we wrap up all of our first shows on our two-a-days here throughout training camp. Just giving you a little bit of an update on some of the rookies that stand out. But I also want to discuss some of the rookies that need to show something here soon. So I want to lead off with a positive, though. We'll finish up with a positive note as well. But I want to start with one here. Um, and it's Kendra Miller, the New Orleans Saints running back they drafted in the third round out of TCU. He's really impressed, and he's done it in a couple of different ways. Um, there's three things that I'll highlight about Kendra Miller. To, uh, dur- during Monday's practice with the pads on, you saw the physical run style that he can bring, his ability to be able to bounce off a of contact, his contact balance, all these other things. You got to finally see some of that when he put those pads on. But even before that, on Saturday's practice, when it was just shells, you also then got to see the second element that I want to highlight, which is his patience, and his one-cut ability. We saw him kind of go with a play flow to the right, uh, kind of see the way that the defense was playing, that everybody flooding and crashing over to the right side. And so what does he do? Instead of running into that contact or trying to get around it on the outside, he cuts back, gets a big old, uh, the whole lot of green grass in front of him on that cutback, and it was skillful. It, it, boop, he was just kind of gone, you know, it was like put one foot in the ground, turn up, and he's turning up, up the field. And so you love that. And in the third element has been his pass catching. We've really seen him continue to prove himself as a, let me go beyond that, actually. It's been him in the passing game. It's not just that he catches passes. I haven't really seen him drop any or put any on the ground or anything like that. We've seen some contested moments and stuff like that that he wasn't able to fully come up with, but there's been nothing that's been glaring or of concern. Um, but the other, other piece of it is not just his ability to catch the passes. But his route diversity, this is a big thing that Joel Thomas highlighted with me when we spoke over the course of OTAs, was that they wanted to be able to fully develop his route diversity, help him run more routes and get more experience there. But his comfortability there was something that made Dennis Allen kind of mention him, and he kind of highlighted that. But also, you could just see it on the field. You see him being a lot more comfortable. He's not just running you know, routes out to the flat and running screens. He's running angle routes. He's running wheel routes. Like He's getting really involved in fully, fully kind of leaning into, hey, here's what I could do as a pass catcher, which I think is really, really important for him, but also important for the New Orleans Saints because you want to have that 
long list of players that are going to be able to get all of that done. Jamal Williams mentioning that himself, that they got a lot of weapons on the offensive side. There's a lot of opportunity for them to be able to catch passes and run block or, or, or pass protect rather and you know run the ball between the tackles, but also outside the tackles, do some tricky things, all that. So Kendrick Miller has impressed in every one of those elements, which is massively important for him. Because remember, this is a guy that missed OTAs in mini camps too. Dealing, you know, still coming back from that MCL sprain that he had that kept him out of the national championship game, kept him out of being able to participate in off-season workouts like pro days and combine. You know, he still got drafted in the third round by New Orleans, where right where they thought they were going to be able to get him. But then coming in, hasn't been able to do OTAs, didn't do rookie mini camps, didn't do mandatory mini camps. Probably missed out on some of the other off-season programming stuff that they do. But here in training camp, he's still been really, really impressive. Does not look behind the eight ball at all, at least from what I can tell. The other two rookies that I want to mention here, these are the guys that need to show a little bit more. Isaiah Foskey, the second round edge rusher, who, look, he's got all the tools. He's got the speed. He's got the speed, the power conversion. Um, He's got the attitude. He's got the confidence. He's got the production. He's got the track record. He's got the measurables. Like He's got everything, okay? So I don't want to like overblow this at all, but I will say that like I, you'll watch him kind of neutral a lot of reps. I don't really see him win as many reps as we're watching Peyton Turner and Carl Granderson and Tano Passanio. Now, to their credit, or to, to Isaiah Foskey's credit, this is his first ever time practicing in the NFL. Peyton Turner, Carl Granderson, Tano Passanio have had years of opportunity to continue to develop in the NFL. So it's not surprising to see this. Usually what happens is the veterans get off to a fast start during camp, and then the rookies kind of catch pace. And then that gap starts to close. So once things do start coming together for Isaiah Foskey, it's going to be really, really hard to miss. It's going to be mad demonstrable. It's going to be very, very easy to see. And we're going to be talking about it, celebrating it, all that, and giving him his flowers. But right now, we're still just waiting to see it. We're still just waiting to see it. And again, I don't think that that's a bad thing. Like I've mentioned before, I've watched some of the world's best actors in rehearsal. And the first week, they're not great. And then they become great over time. So we'll be we'll be watching for Isaiah Foskey to become great, but definitely are asking for it now. Want to see it coming together, especially with another padded practice here today. The other guy I'd like to see a little bit more from is is Jordan Howden. This is a guy that I was stoked for coming into um, coming into training camp, and he's got everything. He's got NFL size. He's got NFL build. He's got NFL speed. He's got an NFL mind. Uh, but he's just not climbing. We're just not seeing him climb as much as I, I thought that we would. Uh, but he's playing this versatile role, right? He's playing some single high safety. He's playing down in the box. He's playing split safety, stuff like that. But I don't, I just haven't written his number down at all as I kind of go through and do all this stuff. And, and again, like kind of like I mentioned with Isaiah Foskey, maybe I'm, I'm watching something else. I'm, I'm by myself. You know what I mean? I'm trying to, trying to, trying to keep, keep in touch with as much as I can, but like no one's talking about him amongst the media core. Nobody's going, oh, wow, Jordan Howden had a really nice day today. So you'd like to kind of see that pop up for him. And so, just want to see him get comfortable. And then maybe when he gets a little bit more comfortable and things kind of slow down for him, then we'll start to see some of those, you know, bigger plays. Maybe he starts to pop off some more as well. But I also got to be honest, like, you know, it's safety play has been pretty consistent across the board. And maybe that's just what it is, is that no one's targeting him. And, and, and that's just as good as anything else. But I'm just not seeing him leap off the page or leap off the field the way that I like to see him leap off the field. Finally, A.T. Perry going to end on a positive note, as I like to do. Uh, you're really seeing the confidence build. Three big catches on Saturday, including the one where um, Derek Carr redirected him mid-route. Seeing that in July between a veteran quarterback and a rookie wide receiver is fantastic, especially when that rookie wide receiver 
this is in seven on sevens, but was being covered by the number one corner in Marshawn Lattimore with either, I can't remember which safety it was, but one of the safeties, whether it be Marcus May or Tyron Matthew over the top. Lots of good reasons to be excited about that, you know? And then today, or Monday rather, um, the one on one big win against uh, Isaac Yadam, who's had an outstanding camp so far. He's been awesome so far during camp, knocking passes out of Rashid Shahid hands, Rashid Shahid's hands, uh, making other big plays, like all this other stuff. Like he's been great so far throughout camp and a lot of fun to watch. But A.T. Perry making a big old, you know, back shoulder diving kind of catch over Isaac Yadam over on that back sideline. And you want to see all that. And that was, by the way, thrown by um, thrown by Jameis Winston. And so that the confidence is starting to build for A.T. Perry, which I think is remarkably important uh, for him. He had another seven-on-seven seven rep. It was against Troy Pride Jr. Uh, but I, I, I wrote it down as a neutral rep. I didn't give that as a win to Troy Pride or a loss to A.T. Perry or, or vice versa. I was just kind of a neutral rep. Um, and so that's okay. But when you go out there and you make that big contested back shoulder catch, like that's going to boost up your confidence a little bit. So I'm excited to see the young man continue to build his confidence and see how that translates into those team drills as we continue to move forward. All right, y'all. Coming up later on today, we'll be live. We're going to do it all over again. We're going to do it all over again right after training camp, right after practice, or not right after, but later on and get you all caught up with all the biggest notes uh, from practice, as well as the play of the day, player of the day, pretty everything you need to know, we'll have you covered. So make sure you head over to Locked On Saints YouTube page later on. It's going to be around 5, 6 p.m. like usual, central time, or It'll be published and ready for you across all platforms later as well. So don't worry, you won't miss a thing. I appreciate you as always making Locked on Saints, all you everydayers out there, your first listen of the day every day. And of course, for making us a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, please, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.